Welcome to the Pulp Nostalgia and Old Time Radio Podcast. This week we have The Devil Doctor, an episode of The Witch's Tale, generally regarded as radio's first horror show. The Witch's Tale aired over the Mutual Network and in syndication from 1931 to 1938. This episode first aired on January 8th, 1934, and was rerun several other times and various dates. The popular radio show also made a short-lived appearance in The Pulps with The Witch's Tales, note the S, magazine, which published just two issues at the end of 1936. Those stories were mostly adaptations of radio scripts. If you're a fan of Supernatural Pulp, check out our recent release from Brick Pickle Media, Pulp with a Bite. It collects tales of vampires and the undead from the tattered pages of weird tales, strange stories, ghost stories, and more. It's available from Amazon or other bookstores, or direct from us at Brick Pickle Media, and that direct link is in the show notes. This podcast is a Brick Pickle Media production, copyright 2022. For more from Brick Pickle Media, visit www.brickpicklemedia.com. There you can find a link to our podcast, all of our books, and our entire online store. And remember, if you like the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And with that... On with the show. The Witch's Tale. The Fascination of the Eerie. Weird, blood-chilling tales told by old Nancy, the witch of Salem, and Satan, her wise black cat. They are waiting, waiting for you now. sweet evening walk through the sweet cheerful graveyard. We'll all sit to tell folks our customary sweet bedtime story. <laughs> now, tell these folks to douse their lights and we'll get right down to business. That's right. Make it nice and dark. <laughs> now, Draw up to the fire and gaze into the embers. Gaze into them deep, and soon you'll see inside a big old handsome house in little old Maryland. And there begins our story, which we call the Devil Doctor. <laughs> the Devil Doctor! <laughs> Oh, Dad? Yes? Will you and Stanley come in? 
Mr. Roberts is here. Be with you in just a minute. It was awfully good of you to come over, Mr. Roberts. Oh, not at all, Miss Duffus. I had already determined to drop in and bid you welcome to Hartley Manor. I'm afraid it's a very trivial matter that Dad wishes to see you about. Won't you sit down? Well, thank you. I suppose you're very happy to be finally in your new home. Oh, I'm sure we will be. We've scarcely had time to become acquainted with it yet. I see you've made quite a few changes. Oh, yes. Oh, Dad bought this delightful place because it was so old and rich in tradition and immediately decided to modernize it. I'm sure you don't approve. I must confess to a slight dismay. That'll be the reaction of our other neighbors, I imagine. They probably feel it bad enough that Americans have come to live in this historic landmark. I hope the liberties Dad's taking with it don't add to their resentment. I'd like to be around when they resent it. Dad, I, I didn't hear you and Stanley come in. Oh, this is the Reverend Mr. Roberts. <laughs> I always wear rubbers so I can sneak up on folks and hear what they're saying about me. <laughs> Hiya, Mr. Roberts. Glad you come over. Thank you, Mr. Duffer. You know, this girl of mine egged me into buying this place. Yet ever since I planked down a cool half million for it, she's been kicking about the improvements I've made. If only you wouldn't try to change things too much, Dad. Change is what makes the world go round. Oh, excuse me, you haven't met my future son-in-law, Stanley Davis. Uh, Stan, this is Mr. Roberts, head man of a local church. How do you do? Now, sit down, everyone, sit down. Before wasting any time in small talk, Roberts, I'm going to tell you why I sent you that message to come over. When I pay for anything, I expect my money's worth, and I paid for something in this house that isn't here. I, I don't quite understand, sir. When I phoned the solicitors who handled the sale of this place, they said you were the man to locate my missing property. I? Oh, they told Dad that as you're extremely familiar with the history of this house, you might help him in his search. Search for what? An ancestor. An ancestor? Yeah, I've been cheated. I was told that in the art gallery down the hall, there were 106 life-size oil paintings of the de Casserac family whose estate this used to be. But there's only 105, which makes one ancestor missing. I see. The 106th portrait isn't really missing, Mr. Duffus. Oh? It's hidden behind a secret panel in this room. A secret panel? What's the idea of hiding my picture there? It was hidden over 300 years ago, Mr. Duffus. Right after its subject died. Why? Because Bertram de Casserac, whose likeness it is, had placed a hideous blot upon his noble family name. He was one of the most infamous monsters who ever lived. Now, what did he do? Allow me to show you his hidden portrait first. It will make the story more believable. People hereabouts call him the Devil Doctor. The Devil Doctor? Yes. Now, let me see. It's many years ago that I was taught the secret of this panel... The spring is hidden somewhere in this beaded molding at the side. Ah, uh, I've found it. Oh, good Lord, I'll be... The 106th portrait is rather startling, isn't it? I never saw anything so lifelike. For an instant, it seemed he'd walk right out of the canvas. Mm, darned if I didn't have the same feeling. Oh, I'm glad he's only painted there. I've never seen such an evil face. All except the eyes. They're expressionless and dead as those of a fish. Oh, please close the panel again, Mr. Roberts. Certainly. I think his family were very wise to keep it hidden. I'm half sorry we found it. No, I'm not. I don't know anything about art, but whoever painted that knew his business. It's generally believed in this neighborhood that the artist was Lucifer himself. You mean the devil? Yes. <laughs> That's a new one. According to tradition, that is not a mere portrait, but a second body that Bertram de Casserac will return to and wear someday, if he's able. A second body? Let's hear the story of this old boy. Well, 
The evil Bertram de Casarac was an alchemist, a delver in black magic, and above all, a Satanist. Oh, you mean he used to... Yes. Instead of God, he worshipped the Prince of Darkness. And in a certain vault below this house was often celebrated that most infamous of ceremonies, the Black Mass. I've heard of it. Yes, yeah, so have I. It's a horrible perversion of the true Mass, and is offered in honor of the devil. The Satanists offer a sacrifice... Well, usually the life's blood of an innocent child or woman. Say, are you kidding me? Unfortunately, Mr. Duffus, we are stating an awful truth. Bertram was finally accused of witchcraft and arrested. In that vault, an unholy altar was found, and hideous parodies of sacred images and vessels, and in a pit beneath the stone floor were discovered the bones of nearly a hundred human beings. Ooh. Oh, he was executed, of course. No, he cheated legal punishment by committing suicide. Then, according to the story, the people who so long had feared him rose in arms and demanded his body. They wished to burn it. Fire being considered the only way to completely destroy an evil spirit. His relatives smuggled his remains from the prison and buried them in secret. A bishop of the church attended and sealed each corner of his tomb... With a holy cross. To prevent him from rising from the dead. Yes. Well, if that isn't the craziest thing I ever heard of. It happened 300 years ago, Mr. Duffus, in a most superstitious age. Say, where is that vault where the old boy did his dirty work? Below the east turret. East? Uh, that direction? Yes. Bertram's heir had the chamber bricked up. And so it has remained to this day. <laughs> Till yesterday, you mean. I beg your pardon? I told you I was going to change things here. I went down in the cellars yesterday and saw that bricked-up doorway. Looked like valuable space was being wasted behind it. So I had the decorator's men tear it out and use the room to store their packing cases. That vault is open? Sure, why not? Does anyone know this? I just told you the decorator's men opened it. Oh, but they are from London and unfamiliar with the story. Mr. Duffus, if this becomes known around here, half this countryside will be thrown into a panic. Oh, you mean that? I mean the legend of the devil doctor is a living truth to the people of this region. I beg you to have that door resealed at once. What do the fools think will happen because that room is open? Oh, I told you their belief about that portrait. You mean that old Bertram will return to life? If he is able and you have rendered his spirit a service by unbarring the way to his tomb. His tomb? Yes, for below the vault where he buried his victims, Bertram himself was buried. His body's in that room? Embedded in solid masonry. By golly, it's beneath the center of the floor. I remember seeing four metal crosses on the corners of a big slab and wondered what they meant. Oh, I want to see it. So do I. Now that I know what it all means, I'd like another look myself. Come on, Robert. I... Oh, yes, yes. I, I would like to see it, too. The stairs are right down this hall. You don't have to tell Mr. Roberts, Dad. He knows this house better than any of us. I'm afraid I do. And that is the reason, Mr. Duffus, I request you to seal that vault again. Say, if you weren't a preacher, I'd say you took this stuff about the devil, Doctor, pretty serious. As a preacher, I accept the Bible as the word of God. And Holy Writ bears many testimonies that evil powers exist which are dangerous to man. Hmm. Hmm. Well, here's the cellar door. Say, help Edith down these steps, Stanley. They're pretty steep and carpeted with <laughs> dust. You see how useless is an attempt to convince my father of anything, Mr. Roberts? He won't even believe my fiancé will help me downstairs unless he's told. Oh, I didn't mean that. <laughs> 
I made my money bossing people, Mr. Roberts. Guess it's become such a habit I even do it in my own home. But speaking of convincing me, no one will ever make me believe there's any truth in superstition. Yeah, the vault's over this way. Well, I haven't been down here before. Neither have I. After hearing Mr. Roberts' story, I shan't make it a habit. Uh, Mr. Roberts, since it's believed that portal of the devil dock was a creation of infernal magic, why was it never destroyed? Because there is a further tradition that whoever harms it will be destroyed themselves. Rot. Well, there's the vault just ahead. Your men didn't break the door. It wasn't necessary. When they tore out the bricks that covered it, the, the door was standing open. Open? Yes. Strange. In the ancient record, it said the door was closed and locked. Now, well, mind these packing cases you come in. You're liable to snag your clothes on a bent nail. Oh, there are shavings all over the place. Yeah, I saw the crosses about there, where the big crate is standing now. Hey, give me a hand with it, Stan. We'll push it out of the way. Yes, sir. Ready? Let's go. Come on. All right. <laughs> This block must weigh a ton. Yeah, Edith's concert grand piano was created in it. Yeah, this would be the case we'd have to move. Come on. Uh, there. I can see a metal crucifix. Yes. Connecting slab and floor. But where are the others? Now, one should be right here. If they're placed at all four corners. But there isn't one there. There are none at those far edges. Ah, uh, they were there yesterday. Oh, Dad. You and Stan must have torn them away with that heavy case. Doggone, I guess you're right. <laughs> Mr. Roberts, if the old devil doctor is half the man you say, he ought to jump right up and dance now. <laughs> with just one cross to hold him down. Oh, Edith, what's the matter? The slab just moved. Moved? I felt it move under my hand. Ah, uh -huh, quit your kidding. Why oh, not? Mr. Duffus, feel the edges of this slab. What about him? Lord, I, I see what you mean. Dad... They're an inch above this floor. You're crazy. <laughs> They're absolutely level with it. Feel here, Mr. Duffus. Now your hand is beside the one remaining cross. Mm, that's funny. Yes, it is. And none of you are chumps enough to think this slab has risen since we pulled those crosses off, eh? But I felt it move. Imagination. It's probably always been like this. How oh, it couldn't have been, sir. If it had been raised like this before, its sharp edge would have caught the cleats in that piano case. We couldn't have pushed it a foot. Mr. Duffus, you may think me a credulous old fool, but I beg you to have those crosses found and replaced immediately. Then have this vault received. I'll do nothing of the kind. Oh, I think you better, Dad. Yeah, perhaps you had. Say, are you three children or grown-up men and women? Oh, Dad, for once in your life, give, give in to someone else. When we entered this vault, I thought the story of the devil doctor as fantastic as you still do. But in the last few minutes... Since you moved that case, I... Oh, there's something awful in here that's making me afraid. I'm not ashamed to admit I feel the same way. It's as though we four weren't alone in this vault. As though something repulsive and, and deadly is in here with us. There is an unseen presence here. Can't you sense it, Mr. Duffer? No. And when I prove all this is bunk, you won't sense it either. Where do I find a tool of some kind? Here, this loose board will do. What are you going to do with that board? Bring you to your senses and smash a crazy legend. Oh, he means to break that last cross. Oh, no, Dad. Don't. Stop him. Uh, <coughs> I thought a good sound whack would do it. You've broken the crucifix. The tomb is no longer sealed. And not a thing has happened. You thought that slab would fly up and hit the ceiling, I suppose, and the old gentleman below would appear in a burst of flame. <laughs> I told you I'd bring changes around here. Uh, you'll have to change a good story now if your crucifix is broken and not a thing has happened. <laughs> What's that? What? 
Someone's laughing. Give me force. No, it comes from underneath. Oh! That slab. One side slowly moving. Good Lord. Pushing it upward. A skeleton. Wrapped in a crumbling shroud. It's rising from that tomb. Oh, run, Edith, run. Yeah. To the stairs. The stairs. Oh, God, forgive me. What have I done? What have I done? <laughs> You must pull yourself together. We're safe now, safe. Yes, that cellar door is locked and barred. We're double locked inside this room. If we did see a thing that all common sense denies, it can't get at us here. If we saw it, do you doubt the evidence of all our eyes? Do you think locked doors will prevent that frightful thing from going where it wishes? That hideous nightmare you delivered from its tomb? That's what it was, a nightmare. It couldn't have been real. It's too impossible. So one might say who, for the first time, saw a boa constrictor. Well, that's a natural thing. Whatever is, is natural. Supernatural is merely a word to denote things rare in human experience. We know this thing exists. Oh, I can still see the awful horror of its fleshless bones. That crumbling shroud. Edith, darling. I can still hear its frightful laughter and smell that sickening odor of decay and mold and death. Edith, you've got to snap out of this. If you'd only let us leave this house, as the servants did when we ran screaming from that cellar, if you hadn't insisted we remain here... I didn't ask any of you to stay here. I said I wouldn't run away like a panic-stricken fool. Oh, you knew we wouldn't go and leave you here alone. But now night's coming, and darkness... Look here, we've got to look at this thing like sensible human beings instead of superstitious children. So you said as you broke the crucifix upon that tomb. And I still think I was right. Oh, I don't deny I've been as scared as the rest of you. Cold shivers are still running up and down my spine. But I didn't travel the distance I've reached in life by being a credulous fool. You can't deny the evidence of all our senses. No, but I can find an explanation of the way that they were tricked. My mind is beginning to think normally again, and it begins to see a light. Now, what do you mean, sir? When I overheard Edith telling you this afternoon that folks around here resented our living in this old house, I think she called a turn on everything that's happened. We're not wanted here. Someone conceived the bright idea of scaring us away. Mr. Duffus. And you, Roberts, were a party to that plan. I, sir? Father. He came here with his talk of the devil, Doctor, didn't he? He showed us that picture, told us about the vault, and got us so steamed up we went down to see that tomb. You seriously believe me guilty of a deliberate and malicious plot? Yes. Mr. Roberts is a clergyman. Which makes his skullduggery ten times worse. By Jove, I believe you're right. Mr. Davis. Well, that explains the thing we saw on natural ground. You think... I think the ghost we saw was just a man. Oh, you're just mad. No. At last, we're sane. That vault was dark. We could see objects. Nothing more. A man was concealed in that tomb. It was his laughter we heard. Human laughter. The slab was so prepared he could lift it from below. Then, dressed in one of those skeleton suits I've seen at masquerades, he appeared to scare the living daylights out of us. You forget that it was you who opened the vault? You who broke the seals upon that tomb? Details. If I hadn't played into your hands, you'd have found another way. Miss Duffus, you don't. Yes, I agree with Dad and Stanley, Mr. Roberts. How could you do such an awful thing to us? On my solemn word of honor, I swear you are mistaken. You've done enough. Don't make it worse with lies. Your plan has failed, Mr. Parson. Go and tell the others who don't want John Duffus for a neighbor that he don't scare. 
I've paid for this house and I'm going to live in it in spite of you and all your devil, Dr. Gold. That laugh we heard downstairs. But now it's in the hall, outside this room. The laugher doesn't know his little farce has been played out, but he soon will know. Don't open that door. Ah, come on, Stan. Let's find this laughing skeleton. Oh, don't go out there. I'm still afraid. I'm not. Stan, turn on these hall lights so you don't slip by us in the dark. I got him, sir. Gentlemen, I beg. Well, you shut up. Stan, which way do you think that laughter went? Oh, that way. Toward the drawing room. Well, come on. Dad, Stanley, huh? wait. What? Look, the cellar door. It's still locked and bolted as we left it. Well, a laughing skeleton came up some other way. There is no other way out of the cellars. And you can see that no mortal creature has entered through that door. Yet we heard his laugh from where we're standing now. That doesn't mean a thing. Come on. Now, wait, sir. Perhaps my imagination's playing me tricks, but... There's a peculiar odor in this hall. I smell it, too. It's an odor of decay and mold and... Death. You've made it plain how little you value my advice. But by everything that's holy, I beg you to leave this house. Not much, I won't. Dad, look there. Lord, upon this floor. A trail of mold. Oh, that piece of cloth. It's a fragment of the shroud that figure wore. Look, as I touch it, it crumbles into dust. It's all a trick. But tricks don't fool me any longer. <laughs> Again. It is in the drawing room. Where the devil doctor's portrait hangs. Well, what do you mean? I have told you the legend of that picture. <laughs> the laughter's changed. It's become stronger, almost human. It's altogether human. Human enough to be punched in the jaw, and that's what it's going to get. Mr. Duffus, wait! After him! Don't go let him go in that room alone! He's playing with fire, fire that will consume us all. We disappear through that dark doorway. Quickly! Now, Mr. Duffus! Where are you? By the window. He's not going to slide by me. You stay at the door, Stan, and turn on the lights so we can see. I have them. Yeah, there's no one in the room. Oh, that panel. It's open as I feared. But the portrait's there, thank heaven. <laughs> Did you expect to find it gone? It's changed. Those eyes we thought so dead this afternoon now shine with light. They look alive. Another trick. No. Lord, help us all. The devil doctor lives again. <laughs> The laughter's coming from that picture. Portrait stepping from its frame. The lights! Who lights. put out the lights? Stop! for heaven's sake! Edith, where are you? I can't see a thing in this darkness. Ah! Edith! Edith! Yes, it is on! On the golden disc! Ah! Ah! He's taking her away! Where? I can't see her! Ah! Oh, the lamp is going towards the cellar door. That leads to the vault. To the room of the devil's mess. Which way is it, Stan? Oh, God, where is that vault? I'm as completely lost as you are. Roberts was right. We should have waited for a lamp before coming to the cellar. Well, that would have taken time. And that devil has my Edith. Oh, God, forgive me. Davis! Mr. Duffus! Uh, Roberts, he's brought a lantern. Over to him, quick. We're coming, Roberts. Do you still think he tricked us? Not anymore. No trick would have brought that picture from its frame, and we saw it happen. Roberts, quick, take us to that vault. It's it's at the far end. In the darkness, we've been searching in the opposite direction. This old-fashioned lantern doesn't give much light, but it was all that I could find. It's enough. Hurry. You've heard nothing further since you came down here? No. The laughter has stopped, and so have Edith's cries. Ah, She'd fainted, I suppose. My daughter... Oh, God, forgive me. There's the vault ahead. And the door's closed. Well, I'll soon... I don't... It's barred inside. Help me, Stan. I'm with you. 
<laughs> oh, but that door is solid oak and sheathed with iron. You'll never break it that way. Oh, it doesn't even budge. Oh, what are we going to do? Oh, that heavy beam lying there. Oh, we'll use it as a battering ram. Wait, listen. A voice inside, chanting something in Latin. Yes, the black mass. The black mass? In honor of Lucifer, the devil doctor is about to offer up a sacrifice. Edith! Oh, my kid. You've got to break in that door. Quick! Yes, yeah, got to. Got to. Stand that ram. With everything we have. <coughs> it doesn't even give. Again. <coughs> oh, what's that? saying his monstrous ritual nears the time of offering. The ram stand, the ram. Oh, the door won't give. Oh, when it does, how are we to stop that thing inside? A thing that's neither the living or the dead. In faith there is a way. Break down that door. Oh, Father, help me to be strong. Give thy servant faith and help him banish fear. I felt it give that time, but the voice is going inside. Yes, it's awful prayers to evil. Break that door or we shall be too late. Father, give thy servant faith. Help him banish fear. We've got to break it down. It gave then splintered again with all you've got. We've crushed it. Come on. Angels. She's lying on the slab. A living altar. The devil's holding a knife above her breast. I'll get him. <laughs> ah, I can't move. No, I. By some power, he's stopped us in our tracks. He lift the knife. You said you had a way to stop him. By the power of the cross, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, I beat ah, you. He ah, He holds that knife above my daughter. Oh, my fear is stronger than my faith. Oh, Father, help me. No, not my kid. No, not us. Mr. Dapper's broke the spell. Covered a body with his own. The knife is buried in his back. The devil, doctor, he's raising the knife again. But the father's love has shown my faith the way to banish fear. In the name of the one and only God, I bid you whom men once called the cataract return to the hell from which you came. He fought us. He retreats. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Dan, Dan, he's covered with blood. Get Edith from this vault. Away from that fiend of No, he can't hurt us now. He's backing towards his tomb. Where another fool like me can bring him back someday. But I've heard of a way to destroy a thing like him forever. Give me that lantern. I started in the shavings. It's called fire. Yes. Between that devil and the only door. And he's not laughing now. He knows there's no escape. Run. Run, all of you. In a moment, this place will be absurd. Yeah. Run. Dad, he's fallen. Roberts, help me lift him. Get him out of here. Yes. Save yourselves. His knife has done for me. No. You can't die, Dad. You can't. Put me down, you fellows. Get my kid out of here. Put me down, I tell you. The fire won't reach us for a minute here. And I won't keep you quite that long. Well, that's it. Thanks. Dad. Oh, Dad. I always would have my way, eh, kid? Roberts. You said whoever destroyed that portrait was doomed. <laughs> <laughs>
to be destroyed themselves. And I guess I've pretty well wrecked the subject of that picture. Well, I wanted to change things around here. And now you'll have to change your story about the devil, Doctor. Because I've brought it to an end. Change is what makes the world go round. Dad! Dad! My father's dead! <laughs> and so, Satan, we also bring our story to an end. <laughs> And now we'll go find ourselves a nice graveyard and get inspiration for a pretty bedtime yarn to spin these folks another time. Ah! <laughs>